This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I'm recording on my phone since I've still lost my fucking Zoom recorder. Well, I have about seven of them, so I'll send you one. <laughs> I just got to go to Best Buy and get one. I, I, uh, I feel Do like they I have to- Best Buys in LA. It seems so beneath you. What are you crazy? Best Buy? There's like 150 of them. No, <laughs> I mean, we don't, we don't have any Kroger's. You don't? Do you have any Schnooks? No. The friendliest sh- stores in town. You have a schnook? We have a schnooks. I know the schnook family. Fantastic family, actually. Are they, are they billionaires? Pretty much. Yeah. We should have gotten into the grocery business. I could see you with an apron on, you know, carving up meats in the back and Oliver oh, Hudson's yeah. bologna. Yeah. Hudson's butcher shop. Uh, that, yeah. that could be my future. Um, yeah, I saw... Um, I saw Al Michaels today on the golf course. Yeah. And um, he was uh, asking about you and wondering what's going on with your deal. So that made you think about talking to me <laughs> on our podcast about what's going on with my deal. I, As we sit here now on Wednesday, March 2nd at 7.03 Central Time p.m., um, because that'd be crazy. It'd be 5.03 your time if we were recording this. That's crazy. Uh, Oliver. I don't know. Uh, I know Troy's gone. <laughs> that, that's different from when yeah. the last time we uh, we talked. So he's now at ESPN. And I don't know. I'm kind of in limbo. I've got another year under contract at Fox. And uh, they have expressed interest in keeping me. They also know that, you know, that was a big partnership that I had with Troy for 20 years. And I, I I would just say this, the the hard thing, and I don't know that people totally understand it, but the timing that you build up and get comfortable with, with a partner, I, and mm. it's got to be the same in your business when you oh, yeah. get into a groove and it's you chemistry, know, you, it's chemistry, it's chemistry. And you know, with subtle movements, it's a funny thing. You know, when, when I'm doing a game with Troy, I'm never looking at Troy. I'm looking at the field. I'm looking at the monitors in front of me or or John Smoltz or who who really whoever I've worked with over time. But I can sense little movements that they do that lets me know that he wants to jump in or he wants to mm-hmm. say something. 
And and the other side of it is if I'm about to bring up a point that I know Troy or John that they want to add on to, because there's a lot of times where they'll be talking, hitting a button, talking down to the production truck, and, and that kind of cuts me out of, of their conversation. And so he's not totally listening to me. I will grab Troy or I will grab John by the arm like, hey, I'm about to say something I know from our talking, you know, during the course of the weekend that you're going to want to add on to. And so pay attention because this is a moment, you know, where mm -hmm. we can kind of go off on something. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just little things, just little leans and body movement tells like really that that you would know in poker. And I'm terrible at poker. I don't even mm -hmm. know how to play, but you're you're constantly reading body language and and whatever, and, and you're taking hints and clues without actually being told, hey, I want to talk about this. So it's a long-winded way of saying there's a comfort level in a job that is extremely intense these days, doing live sporting events at, at that level for 30, 50, 100 million people at a time. You need to make sure that you're on the same page with a person working next to you, and that person has your back, and that person knows that you have theirs, and and that's what we've built up over 20 years. So I, I don't know where I'm going to be next year. Um, I do. I know. You do. When you haven't told me, but I know. I mean, there's of oh, course okay. you're going to you're you're going to be at ESPN, dude. I mean, there's just there's no doubt about it in my mind. You're going to at ESPN. There's just no doubt. I mean, I've read the papers. I read everything that comes up on my on my Google, you know, because I have you, you know, how you do what, what is it called? Where a oh, Google alert, like I've got you on Google alert. So everything that Joe Buck comes up on my phone, I read it all. I've read the word lame duck. You know, I know what that means from politics because I'm right. I'm, you know, why would you ever why would you ever why would they ever keep you there another year? You know, when they know that you're leaving, you because know, it's I, a Super Bowl year. Yeah, you're and, gonna be a, and so you're gonna be a lame duck Super Bowl. I don't know. I mean, I, it's not like um, you just kind of go do the job. I, I I've read that word that phrase too. To me, it's like okay. I mean, you're you're just broadcasting games. It's not like I'm building some master plan. You have that with manager, lame duck manager, lame duck head coach. Because mm -hmm. their deals up in the air, whatever. I don't know that it applies to what I do for a living. I, you'd be like a lame duck actor every time you do a, a friggin' pilot. You're a lame duck. <laughs> it doesn't affect your your performance. Ah, oh, even even if I'm in series, I consider myself a lame duck. Right, <laughs> lame buck. Well, what are the chances that that I can fill in just for one year for Troy? Because I am with the Fox family. I think we'd have a great you time. You join me. Now, there's a twist that has not been talked about. And I think with the pull and the sway that Charlie yeah. Collier from the entertainment side has on the sports side, and you being on the good good yeah. graces of Charlie Collier, uh, I think there's a chance. And I, I would I would welcome that, mm. you and me now, calling a Super Bowl. Okay. Charlie's become – you've known him forever, and he's becoming – uh, friend, I'm becoming friends with Charlie, right? Is it not Collier? Like, is it French? No. You know, are you sure? I am 100% positive his it's name is Collier. I, it's I-E-R, though. Right. You mean there's nobody walking the planet that's C-O-L-L-I-E-R that's, it's that's named Collier? His name's Charlie Collier. Okay. Yeah, well, whatever you want. I, he He loves you so much, I don't think he would correct you. Um, but uh, it's it's like Collier. 
just keep talking in real time. I'm texting him right now, and I'm going to ask him whether his name is Collier or Collier. Well, Harry. he was at he was at AMC, and they did uh, among other shows that were kind of groundbreaking. Uh, he did Mad Men, which yeah. My my history with John Hamm, who I've known since I was I don't know fifteen somewhere in there. We actually dated sisters for a for a quick second um, <laughs> uh, back here in St. Louis. That I, I've I've been aware of him, and then become friends with John Slattery and guys that were on Mad Men, and that included Collier, who was one of the bosses there, and and he loves John, and mm-hmm. I'm sure John made him a lot of money with mm-hmm. the deal that those guys made. I just remember where John was mentally and emotionally when he went to audition for that show. I just had lunch with him uh, and he's like, I, I don't know, this is going nowhere. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going back to St. Louis. He had come back for a while and was teaching at a high school that's right across the street from where I'm sitting right now, John Burroughs, which is where he went to high school, where Ezekiel Elliott went to high school. Mm. Uh, and he was teaching drama there, and he was just kind of, he's like, I'm done. This isn't going anywhere. And then he was like, ah, I got this audition for the show on AMC. I mean, who the hell watches that? I don't even know where AMC <laughs> is on my cable system or whatever. And then the next thing you know, he's Don Draper, and his career in life takes off, which he's just one of those guys that it would have been such a shame if nobody ever came across his abilities. I'd, oh, yeah. I'd note, I'd seen him do stuff on stage in a couple small roles on television and was like, man, I don't get it. Why nobody sees this guy as being a leading man. And then he gets mad men and people actually watch AMC for both mad men. And then what, uh, breaking bad, breaking bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he just texts me back and you were right, Collier. But I, right. I still don't believe How did that. you ask your bo- your ultimate boss at Fox that question? Well, I don't really, you know me, I don't really uh, hold much back. I said on a podcast with Buck as we speak, how do you pronounce your last name? He goes, "Oh no, be kind, Collier." And I said, "But it's French." <laughs> so Yeah. I guarantee his his relatives, you know, his great grandfather, whatever, was Collier. 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 Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break with more daddy issues. How was golf today with uh, your brother, a.k.a. Captain America, and yeah. Dennis Quaid, a.k.a. one of the cutters from Breaking uh, from Breaking Away, one of my yeah. all-time favorite movies? <laughs> uh, it was great. We had fun. God, that course is good. It's just in good shape, too. And uh, we had a good time. Dennis is a fun dude. He's a really fun guy. But by the way, to, just to wrap up Al Michaels, he was like, why don't you and Buck have me on your podcast? How come you haven't asked me to be on your podcast? I want to be he on your podcast. He didn't say that. I swear to God, he did. I swear to God. And I said, I said, well, we don't really have many guests now, but we're thinking about doing it. And I was like, I'm, we're calling you. I'm coming on. What, what if all of this gets realigned in the sports broadcasting business? And mm-hmm. next week, we actually have Al on. 
And you, you interview me Mm -hmm. and Al. Yeah. And you like, um, but I mean, do a serious interview of the two of us and what we see in the business and how this all played out, whether I'm at Fox or I'm at, you know, the O network or whatever, uh, (laughs) ask me how it all came down and we'll see where Al is and, and it will be, we will pump it out to every news outlet and this this will be our chance yeah this is it this is our chance to grow the podcast that's a great idea to the levels where yeah i don't know uh dak shepherd was the first time he turned on his microphone before his (laughs) empire was built yeah and then they you guys have to be honest and i say what is what i'd ask you guys each i said what is it about buck that you sort of admire or something that you wish that you had as an, as, as a, as a play-by-play. And then, you know, what is it something that you think he could do better? At? <laughs> right. Yes. I would love to hear the answer to that. Cause I guarantee it. Cause there are very few people. I'm sure you feel this way in acting that there are some people that you see through when they're mm-hmm. acting and yet they're considered successful, whether it's commercially mm-hmm. or even critically. Uh, yeah. That you, Oliver Hudson, look at and you go, I don't see it. I yep. just don't see it. And, it, and yeah. it, it's, it, it drives you nuts to a certain level. I know for a fact that I'm one of the few guys he can actually watch do a game. And yeah. he's one of the few guys I can actually watch yeah. do a game. We've talked about it. Like, I, I try to stay out of the way. I try to, you know, be smart and make good choices during the course of a game. And for whatever reason, Al, you know, Al's Al's a hero of mine. And I yeah. still think Al at 77 is terrific. I think he's the best in, in the business still. And and that to do it for, for damn near 50 years and still be the best in the business in his mid-70s is yeah. remarkable. But why the hell are they letting him go? Well, they've had a long time deal with Mike Tirico. Oh, they brought him from, I guess it was ESPN, and mainly to be the Olympic host, which he's great. He's great at everything. He's great. I've I've said that before a million times. Early on in our podcast, actually, you said Mike Tirico was just like the jack of all trades. Like yeah, for the versatility, you can do hockey, you can do basketball, you can do the yeah. Olympics. He's just very smart and and he's great. And he's and he's a good friend too. But I uh so he went to NBC and then part of his deal was this time period where he was going to then take over Sunday night football because Al has toyed with the idea of just shutting it down. Well, when it comes time to actually shut it down, some guys have a tough time going, okay, I'm I'm pulling the ripcord, I'm done. And if you're Al, why would you? You're still terrific. But they've had this deal with, and they've kept pushing it back, pushing it back. And finally, the, you know, they had the Super Bowl and that was supposed to be it. But he's still so good that, Al wants to keep going and I'm glad he is, but, but they've had this plan in place with Mike for a long time. So Mike takes over Collinsworth stays. Al either goes to Amazon, ESPN, Fox. If I Mm -hmm. leave, you know, he's, he's Mm -hmm. got options, but it forever, he's been the the guy that's going to take over and start up Amazon 
because they're getting Thursday night football, but now mm-hmm. other opportunities have come along because of all this crazy movement that nobody in the business saw coming. Nobody predicted any of this, including the people it's, involved, like me. It's so weird. It's like it's like the perfect storm, you know, and it's like everyone's contracts are coming up all at the same time, all the heavy hitters. It's just yeah. going to shake up the whole thing. Yeah, and and like I said, I it's it's – absolutely drop down out of the sky because at worst, mm-hmm. and, and you and I talked about it off the air a million times, at worst, it felt like Troy was going to go to Amazon mm-hmm. and he was going to do X number of games at Amazon and then all the big late games in the postseason, the Super Bowl with me at Fox. That was, mm-hmm. that was I, that I had basically resigned myself to the fact that we were mm-hmm. going to have different people on the 1 o'clock games. Mm-hmm. But the 4.30 games, East Coast time, was going to be Troy, like it's always been, and then postseason and Super Bowl, and that's fine. I can live mm-hmm. with that. And then try out different people at the 1 o'clock. I mean, that was through the entire season. That That's like, and then all of a sudden, ESPN comes out of nowhere I mean, mm-hmm. literally nowhere from any of our conversations, and they end up signing him. So mm-hmm. nobody saw that coming, and that's kind of changed this whole formula because it was going to be Troy at Amazon with Al Michaels, and Michaels really wanted to work with Troy, and Troy wanted to work with Al, and now the the piece that moved to a spot that nobody saw coming is Troy to ESPN. So now mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well then who's Al going to work with? And mm-hmm. I just lost my partner and I thought I was going to have him half the year, but now he's gone totally at ESPN. So it's, it's put a, a stick in the spokes of this bicycle mm-hmm. tire that has flipped the whole thing on its head, which I understand if people's eyes and ears are bleeding right now, I get it because I don't think people care, but, um, I do. So I, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know, you know, where it goes from here. I really honestly don't as we sit here at No, I do. 7, I think it's 18. cool. You do, but I think I it's don't. cool. How can you great. know and I don't? Because I know people care about this stuff. You know what I mean? They want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. You just have great leverage now, you know. Can I get like a percentage of whatever deal you make next? Because yeah, I'm 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 doing cameo for dollars, you know, and that's not. Oh, even how's working. that gone? We have not talked about cameo for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> How, how's your phone number thing going? Where oh are your God. email? Your email. I haven't looked at. It's probably stacked. I haven't looked at it in like 150 years. It, it's going fine, but I, you know, I've, I've let a few go. Like there's expirations and they're expiring because I'm kind of lazy and I don't know. I with don't the know. cameo. Yeah, with the cameo. But I will say it's been actually really nice because um, even though people are paying for a message from you, you are bringing them some kind of joy, you know, and they're really grateful for it. And, you know, you're lifting spirits and you get you get ones that, you know, are kind of not sad, but, you know, my my sister is going through chemo and she needs she wants she loves you and needs her spirits lifted and, you know, stuff like that. Where You know, and then, of course, you feel guilty that that they're paying you for that shit, but I don't know. I don't Do you know. ever, can you, can you refuse somebody's money? Yes. Which I have done uh, numerous times actually. Um, I have. What, what's been have you, like, do one right now into the camera. I'm going to set well, it up. No, okay, just well, stop. I'm going to set it up. My sister, Julie oh, God. has a, a radio right show in St. Louis. 
Okay. And she just got a promotion and she loves Oliver Hudson. <laughs> and she really would like to hear you say her name, Julie Brooks or Julie Buck. Either one works. And uh, she got a promotion at KTRS, the Big 550. Can you remember Julie, all that? you can't fool me. You've got a promotion, baby. Can you do me? But not that way. KRSW or whatever you say. Congratulations, baby. Hey, Julie, congrats on your promotion. I hear you're, uh, you're digging me, but uh, don't tell your husband, but I dig you too. Um, I've been thinking about you for a minute. The issue that I'm having with you right now, though, is I expect a response. When I text you, when I call you, when I email you and I get nothing back, um, even though I am married, it kind of hurts. So we need to work on that. Uh, now that you might have this promotion, you might feel a little bit more confident and uh, maybe you will follow the path of Hudson. Maybe we can be together. You know what I mean? There's a chance. Anyway, um, I love you. Don't tell my wife I'm, I'm falling in love with you. And, uh, you know, hit me up. Shoot me a DM. Let me know how your life is going because uh, I care about you. <laughs> now, what would I have had to pay for that piece of shit? <laughs> 150 bucks. Oh, my God. $150 for that hunk of shit. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's it dude right there people like it <laughs> people like it well just give me a little piece of your salary i don't want to do this anymore you know what i mean while there oh there he is hey bigs hey big boy my son has just showed up in the background loving he's on kissing my dog. your dog and now he's yeah. gone now he's He's hiding. He's getting, he's getting embarrassed. He's getting embarrassed. embarrassed he's embarrassed. Hey, uh, I know we're not talking about it in this episode, but we can at least tease it. Because I know that uh, Michelle Buck, your beautiful wife, um, wanted to come on to clear something up or to speak her side of something. What where, where are we talking about? What, which part? Well, it was... Uh... It was the part where we talked about love language and the fact that she would like me to dance with her. And she reacted the same way you reacted when <laughs> I gave that sigh. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> and it broke her heart. And and she, she and she listens to our podcast. Your wife, your sons, your daughter. Nobody in your family listens to anything that we do. But my wife does. And so she'll be working out and... I could sense her mood deteriorating as she was listening to this thing go. And I knew I was in trouble. I That's why I woke up in the middle of the night to text Josh to take certain things out. Right. And I was right. Um, she's a little bent out of shape and, and probably rightly so. Rightly so. So I'm I'm here as, as somebody <laughs> <laughs> that's going to have to answer the... Answer the uh, the accusations that she will level at me uh, about my. I'm a little bit too open, I think, and I no, guess I not. misrepresented. No, you're not. No, you're not. I guess good. I misrepresented what uh, what I I need or what she needs from me. I agree, but you know what? At the end of the day, you put on your little dancing shoes 
and you, you know, you do the box step. So you are, you're doing the right thing, you know, just because we're having a candid conversation and you're maybe sighing about it because you don't necessarily love it. That doesn't fucking matter. You're doing it for her. That's the whole point of the love language. It's not about what you want. It's about what she wants. You know, you laughed at it too. And then she's I like, I don't judge you when you're da- when you dance. I was like, uh, yeah, you do. But I mean, that <laughs> let let's just let it unfold naturally. Will, but I would love to have her on go. because that was a topic of conversation even in, in my marriage with Aaron. Because I think she was listening to us as we were doing that podcast, and then we got off, and I, she's laughing, and I'm like, oh my god, like imagine if you that was your thing. And I had like dance with you and she, we're both like laughing. Cause I was like, I, I don't know if I see now you're not helping me here. This is not Sorry. good. Sorry. Sorry. I'm just talking about my personal. It's not about you. It's me personal. She just, here's the thing. And this is, I will say this prior to her arrival on this podcast for the second time, she wants quality time with yes. me in any yes. form possible so with the boys being just non-stop all day by the time we get them down like tonight michelle is leaving to go back to denver tomorrow to check on her dad and go back and so so she leaves in the morning so i won't see her for the rest of the week and she really wants to have quality time once the boys go down as do i and whatever form that takes even if it's laying on the couch watching Dateline, just just being together is what she wants. Now, her ultimate dream is for us to be in our room <laughs> slow dancing, which Wait is fine. Are you are you are you on this Wednesday? Are you going to be slow dancing tonight? Like I would say that, no, no, no. I would say no. I don't think tonight's a, is a necessity. It's a necessity to do that. We're we're at. <laughs> you know, we were in L- we were in LA. We were in uh, Denver with the boys and had some help with us. But yeah, we we have been going at a frenetic pace, and so just having a chance to unplug with them would be, you mm-hmm. know, would be great. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if you do slow dance, can you like secretly film it and just send it to me? Yes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yes, oh. I will. I love I love that Michelle wants that quality time. I think it's fucking great. You know, and I would love her to come on to clear a few things up. That's fine. It's just going to be a crush Joe moment, as it was in the bus on the way to the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, that was yeah, that was that was bad. I felt bad. I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't crushing you. You were sick though. You were sitting backwards and you were getting sick. So you were, everything was wrong in that moment. Everything was wrong. We got, but, but it was just, you know, basically I'm the ogre because I overreact to everything. And, you know, whether it's you and our friendship or it's Michelle and my very forceful tone that I take and it's scary that you know, I, I can stop the boys in their tracks and whatever, and and I can make them cry just by the tone of my voice. I and I can, seemingly can make you cry just by the tone of my voice. Well, coming back to us, isn't it interesting how we've worked it out without really having to talk about it? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the difference. 
right there. I mean, I know what you need from me and you know what I need from you. And I try to be respectful now and I try to be on time as much as I can. And, you know, I was on this, I was on here before you, I I really, I I make an effort because I know it matters, you know, and And it it doesn't have to be talked about. And if you're not, I'm not going to lose it because I know from our, our pre McConaughey conversation. Yeah. Yeah that you will absolutely lose your mind. Yes. <laughs> yes. For those of you who don't know that, just go back and listen to the McConaughey episode and you can, you can but see But I don't happened. know that that other stuff was in there, was it? I mean, I laughed my ass off when I listened to that back. Yeah. Oh God. You crazy. were so mad. And, I and I, mad. and it's, it's more maddening when you're mad as you were that night or that day. And the other person isn't. And the other yeah. person can just kind of slough it off. You're not. There's no argument. It was a one way. You were just the only one that was hot at that moment because you hot. knew I was coming in hot, and I really wasn't. But you were projecting how I was going to be. Yes, I was. But I will say that I think we have a very healthy relationship, you and I. That it should be a model for many people, friends and lovers. You know, I you think do? it's except. I think it's accepting. It's like, look, I know who you are. You know who I am. I'm going to try to be better. You're going to try to be better. Simple. Simple. Yeah. And so I think far, that's fair. Out. We haven't had any fights in a long time. No, in a long, long time. It's been beautiful, really. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, 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 maybe Michelle, you know, needs to sort of model your guys' relationship you know on ours like it's like well look at how buck and oliver do it maybe we should be the same i don't think that's gonna work okay i don't think she wants any part of that okay Um, all right fine if you're enjoying this episode of daddy issues don't keep it to yourself please share the love and tell a friend about daddy issues and go subscribe on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts we that's beg right you. stay tuned you don't want to miss what's coming up right after the break are your babies going to bed right now yeah i have to go up and uh Put him to bed with Michelle because, uh, I mean, we're good for a minute here. Uh, I don't know that we have anything else to say. How long has this podcast gone? Like, are we paid by the minute? Yes, we're paid $0 a minute. So we've gone like 28 minutes? I don't know. Margo, how long have we gone? About 26, 28 minutes, maybe. Yeah, That's pretty good. I mean, if I was listening to a podcast and, and they got to 26 minutes, I'd feel satisfied. Oh, yeah. Oh, without a doubt. I'm sure the listeners aren't going to want more at this point. They're going to be excited that it is ending. Always leaving the audience, always leave the audience wanting more. Yes. Well, we don't have any ads to read, you know, so we can just do a shorty right now. You know, I mean, I have my kids uh, that I have to contend with. Wilder's got 8,000 things he's got to do. He's got a big debate tomorrow. Oh, God, I used to love those. uh, His debate, actually, his topic is good. His topic is cancel culture. So he has to like argue. What side of it? Well, I think that you have to be prepared for both. And then they're going to give you, you know, sort of tell you what side you're going to argue. 
So this will be very interesting to hear what he might have to say, although he's not excited about it. He's not excited about anything school related whatsoever. God, that was the only thing I excelled in. I couldn't do math. I was mm-hmm. okay with English because I could write a little bit. But you give me a debate with some other mm-hmm. kid in my class, I will shred them. Oh, you annihilated them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would love debate. I never did debate, but I would love debate. Oh, yeah, I used to have. Oh, it was so fun. That was that was the only thing I looked forward to. And and I it was that people go, what would you be if you weren't a broadcaster? That I would like to do like I would like to be a lawyer. I'd like to be a like, trial lawyer. Right, right. The problem with my in debates is I'd probably if if I got too angry or if I went white hot, I'd just start getting personal. You know what I mean? It it would go off the rails, and I'd just start annihilating that person. You know, in, in a in a in a in a real personal way. <laughs> right. No, I know. Yeah. You know what? Let's forget cancel culture. Your parents don't like you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Look at you, you goofy motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. That. Yeah. I would. I would probably do the same thing. I had a kid who will remain nameless, but used to rip on. I was the fat kid on the playground. I mean, not crazy fat but i was if somebody was going to make fun of me for something it was that it wasn't my hairline back then mm-hmm. i had a mm-hmm. plentiful head of hair it was that even though mm-hmm. i was a decent athlete and all that stuff but this guy he and i would go at it verbally mm-hmm. where we would be in this area of our high school called the commons room and people would like gather around. This is like I, how I assume Eminem grew up, where people <laughs> I, we were doing our own rap battle, right? But it was just ripping on the other person. Yeah, and it was a complete war of wit, right? And and the ability to slice somebody up verbally. Yeah, that and and i i felt like i held my own i damn near won every one of those battles yeah. because yeah. i could just he had one note and and i could just i yeah. could go many different angles on the guy and, oh, and it was i'm so with you like i i have i have text threads you know various text threads and one of them specifically is a really sort of dissing thread everyone's like dissing each other but you cannot get into a war of words with me like i will just chop you up i will chop you up yeah just no doubt about it the two of us together would be dangerous oh yeah maybe that's the show we should do where we just bring people on and just they don't say a word we just rip them apart like (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) Um, somebody threw this at us. Uh, get Goldie and Kurt on. What's the progress uh, report on that? Uh, I think we're, you know, they're probably a D minus. Okay. I don't know. Good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my mom would come on though. Kurt doesn't do anything like that. You know, then on podcasts. Well, my mom know, screw my mom. him. Hey, what is he too cool for podcasts? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. But mom would come on to chop it up a little bit. Okay. Well, that's great. I, I would rather talk to her anyway. Either her or Al Michaels. By the way, I love that idea. I think that's a great idea. We're doing that next week. Uh, yeah. Besides Bush Stadium, Joe, what's your favorite baseball stadium to call a game uh, in? And it's the one that's behind my head right there. But guess what, kids? doesn't exist anymore. Old Yankee uh, yeah. Stadium. Gone. 
probably Dodger now just because the weather's just perfect and yeah. it's it's a big beautiful ballpark and the yeah the booth is great um Chavez is cool yes good good spot uh and then we we're getting a lot of love for uh juggernaut with Josh who's not even on I know juggies with Joshies I wonder where he's at did you did you see the picture he sent us of of the guy with the the like bird whisperer? Yes. Yeah. He's just living in a, a completely different life than than I. I wonder if it's unhealthy or or you know I don't know. Or in he, what sense? It, like, well, is it just obsession? But I guess it's okay. We all have our birds. Obsessions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't think I maybe golf. I have that kind of an obsession with my kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but when we asked about his birds and his wife, remember we had that conversation. Like, yeah, birds are coming first. That's like his top priority. Yeah, that's probably unhealthy. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. If I had a bird, I'd name him Pecker. <laughs> My dad used to say that. I don't know anybody other than my dad that ever said my. That's what my dad called it. Yeah, it's it's kind of a lost word that I think needs to be brought back. Your pecker. It's really funny because it's not offensive, really. It, it's kind of you know, it's it's it seems like a harmless word. It's not like cock or dick. You know, it's like your your little pecker. It's it's I like it. It's, 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 it feels childish in a way. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's cutesy. Like you could tell a joke in mixed company. Yes. That had that word in it instead of one of the other words that you just said. I love you. Don't like saying words like that on the air. <laughs> yeah. My agent has told me not to say those type words. No, I know. I get it. George Carlin, you're following the rule. Seven words you can't say. Yeah. yeah. Think about yeah. those words. Those words are like nothing now. Oh, I know. I know. It's true. What's um, the mildest word that was on that list? Like ass? Like ass or damn or something? I don't, I don't even remember. Shit, fuck, cocks. It was like a thing. Yeah. Well, it's a new world, George. And we miss George Carlin. He was great. He was great. Um. All right. We did it. We did it. We did it. Go be with your kids. I got to go study with mine. You know, my kid's having, is doing it. He's got like a mythology exam and it's a national exam, which I just, I don't fucking get it. Na- who, national mythology? Yes. For Latin. I'm like, who gives a shit? You mean like the gods and the goddesses? Yes. Yes. Athena so, and Zeus. Athena and, and Zeus and, and Hesperia and like Demetrius and all. I'm, I know so much now because do, do you say Dionysus or Dionysus? Dionysus. That's who you are. The goddess of wine. The god of like Bacchanalia. No, it's Bacchus. Wine. That's that's the well, one. The Roman is Bacchus. The, Rome, the Greek the is Roman, Dionysus. Dionysus, and it's a goddess. No, it's a god of wine. Yeah. I know it's a god of wine. Yeah. So anyway, I'm learning about Cronus. Cronus was Zeus's father. And, and you know, and then Zeus defeated Cronus and he became Zeus. I you didn't know? know that. That's that's Her- 
yeah, Harris, you know, Hera is Zeus's wife, but he has many wives, you know, uh, Poseidon is Zeus's, is, is, so, so Poseidon and Hades are Zeus's brothers. No, I'm Poseidon like is one thing and one Pos- thing only. No, Poseidon, what? Poseidon is one thing and one thing only. What is that? What? The Little Mermaid's dad. That's true. Maybe I'll have Wilder write that on his exam. But anyway, I'm I'm so I'm to help him study. Ariel. I'm, lear- I'm learning with him, so I am reading this book with him, so then I can help him. So I am essentially back in school right now. Yeah. Well, what I used to do, my grandma was living with us for a few years, and I'd like to go back to why that happened, but I don't I don't remember <laughs> why. But something must something awful must have happened. But she lived with us. <laughs> and would sleep in my room in twin beds. My sister's in another bed. And I re- she was a crazy great reader. Right. And I wouldn't read anything. And so I remember Hans Brinker was a book that we had to read in middle school and maybe mm-hmm. Johnny Tremaine or something. And I'd just hand them off to her. She'd plow through them in one night, maybe a night and a half, mm-hmm. and then sit there and go through it with me. And I'd write my mm-hmm. report. There you go. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Grandma. No, it's amazing. I know. And now this is what I'm doing. I'm just back in school. So I I, I have to go, you know, I've got like another 48 pages to read of the gods. Before you can report to your son? Yes. Yes. So he'll read, he'll read a section and then I'll read a section. Then we'll go through all these flashcards. You know, it's just, I don't know. I don't I, just, I, I finished. Yeah, you're a good dad, Oliver. You're a I good try, dad. I try. I try, I try, I try. Anyway. All uh, right, go do your thing. All right, buddy. I will, right. uh, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Right. Bye, Margo. Bye. Bye, Margo. Listen to Daddy Issues on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Daddy Issues is a production of Cavalry Audio and iHeartMedia, produced by Margot Carmichael. Sound engineering and editing by Josh Windish. Executive produced by Joe Bach, Oliver Hudson, Dana Brunetti, and Keegan Rosenberger.